Hey everybody, welcome to Between the Horns. It is Wednesday, October 17th. I'm Miles Simmons, joined by DeMarco Far as always. And hey, DeMarco. I was here on time. I'm the Rams are. <laughs> I didn't say what time it was, almost intentionally, you know that? I know, that's why I said it. I say it's 11 Usually what time it's it is, 11, I love it's it. It's 11.25 today. I was here on time, no, I'm just kidding. That's fine. What's going uh, on? But well, the Rams are still undefeated. Yes, A perfect 6-0 wow. after yeah, yeah. defeating the Denver Broncos, 23-20. to on uh, Sunday in a frigid cold situation there Man, in Denver. Great descriptive word. Frigid? Uh, I, I froze my parts off. Did you have, did you have like a pu big puffy jacket? No, I did. Like, yes, I did, but it was inside the locker room. Why didn't you use it? Because Ted Rath came out with a t-shirt on. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw Rams pregame live, but like when we were yeah. out there, like uh, I pointed it out on the show, Ted Rath came out in a t-shirt and shorts. Yes, and then, uh, Started and finished the game with slacks and a polo. Right. So I, I just could not bring myself to go back in and get the big puff coat. Really? So I just kept on what I had on. Okay. Yeah, so I went through it with him. Yeah. It was cold. Why? Well, I mean, look, if you, <laughs> no, to be honest, to be serious, if you want to be accurate about what the conditions are from the field, I have to be able to feel it. Okay, that's fair. I can't be behind a, you know, I can't be warm if they're cold. So it was cold. So, I mean, if you had a problem with Jared Goff throwing the football or having a glove, man, you should have been down there. It was freezing. Right. I think any quarterback outside of Brady and Aaron Rodgers, the guys that throw in cold weather for a living, anybody would be off with weather like that. Sure. Well, I mean, look, I mean, Jared threw uh, 14 to 28 in terms of completions for yeah. 201 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. Yeah. That, like, that used to be a great day. <laughs> I know, right? It depends. Like, when you started playing back in the day. No, no. Some of the other quarterbacks that were here, that would be a good day. Uh, yeah. See? Right. Before we had, like, strings of, like, 300-yard passes. Exactly. And, right. Know, that's right, that's how it used to be. Right. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> but I, I just think that because of the conditions, you had that day from Jared Goff, mm -hmm. but you also had that day from Todd Gurley, yeah, yeah. where he takes, you know, 28 carries for 208 yards, ends up averaging 7.4 yards yards per carry yeah and, gets two touchdowns and looked too. like he was carrying 28 people yeah, yeah I mean that's how he was running we, you know we had that conversation with Jamon Brown before Seattle when it was cool but not cold yes we didn't know what cold was until we got to Denver uh -huh. uh, but I mean cold weather is that's big man day that's offensive line day yeah uh, Mark Slareth I saw before the game he was just in hog heaven I'm sure he was he was mad they still had the tarp on the field <laughs> two hours before the game he yeah. wanted to just muddy that's offensive line day that is Big running back day. So mm -hmm. that, that was fun to watch, it watching Todd to do watch. that. Yeah. yeah, you know, he became the first Ram to have a 200 yards rushing day since your old pal Marshall Falk back in 2001. When yeah, he did it against the Panthers. I keep saying this, man. I mean, like, well, it's different. Marshall was like a scalpel. He cut you and you didn't even know it. You look up, he's got 200. I mean, Steven is putting cleats on your chest. Mm -hmm. Or not Steven, excuse me. Todd is putting cleats on your chest. I thought you were going to go like through that lineage. Well, I mean, you know? Todd, and it's, it's almost the same. I mean, sure. if you're having that sort of rushing day from a guy that big, it's not going to feel like a scalpel. You're going to know every single time you bring him down. Right. It's violent. That right. run comes with a violent end. Yeah, exactly. And that's just the thing about Todd Gurley right now. And to me... I love how they're being, I guess, more aggressive with the run in mm -hmm. certain situations. You know, you talk to Andrew Whitworth after the game, and, he talk, and you're asking about fourth and one and going for it, and then Todd gets the 10-yard the, the touchdown. And what he says is, you know what, we feel like we can run the ball on anybody. Mm -hmm. And it just goes to show that this offensive line group is doing things so very well 
that they really are able to go out, line up, and just run it on anybody. And I believe they can. Yeah. yeah, I believe they can. In certain situations, the there's going to be some stout defenses, but it's going to be tougher to run the football, but with enough time, with that line and the way he can run, eventually, if you stay with the run, you're going you're gonna to break something. Right. And I, I told this to Coach McVay's face. I mean, to score from nine yards out, untouched, and go in standing up in the end zone, that is stupid. <laughs> that is absolutely dumb. I'm serious. Take your pads off. Walk inside. If you're letting guys score from nine out without touching them, that's what I would say to my own defense. But on the offensive side, wow, great blocks. Guys have to get two. Block two people right. for that to happen. And they did. Yes. Roger Saffold blocked two in yes. order to make that happen. He gets the down lineman. Then that down lineman gets affected by all the trash that's going on around. And John Sullivan also does a great yes. job on that. And then that's why Roger Saffold can get up to the second level, get that linebacker, and then you're just all the way into the end zone. Especially because Andrew Whitworth is already, you know, sealed washed. out. Yeah, well, yeah. Von Miller's <laughs> gone. Yeah, yeah. And then Robert Woods does a great job down the field as well. So, yeah. And, and McVay talks about this all the time. When a, a good running play happens, it's all 11. No doubt. Uh, we, JB Long does a great job, and I, I'm glad he does it during the broadcast. In those situations, he'll ask us, what is our call? You know, what do you want to call in this oh, situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, look, I said 30 off tackle. You did. Why? Because elite pass rushers aren't good run stuffers, especially down there. Mm-hmm. Run the football at him. Right. As a matter of fact, he hadn't made a play in two series running the football. Run it right at him. Sure enough, there it goes right through there. And Roger had enough to get up and get to the second level and get another guy. Only thing I wanted to see on that play was Todd flip the ball to Roger and let him spike it. <laughs> really? That's the only thing I wanted to see. That would have made that play a 10 for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was Roger. Roger has done a fantastic job, I yeah. think, just over the last couple of years, especially since the, the Rams have stabilized their offensive yeah. line around him with Andrew Whitworth on one side and then John Sullivan on the other. I, I think like how you put that. Solidified around him. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It's allowed him to be great. Yeah, because man. Before that, I mean, think about Sean McVay said this when he got hired. Mm-hmm. You look at Roger Saffold in those last three, four games of the 2016 season. Roger was playing everywhere. Mm-hmm. A left tackle, left guard, right tackle, right guard. I mean, they're basically the only position he didn't play was center. Mm-hmm. And now I think they have allowed Saffold to focus on one position and he's got two veterans who are really good around him. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, has allowed him to go and be great. Well, don't play with me, Roger. Get healthy, man. Don't be laying down there. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, it happens. It does. Yeah, especially at that position, guys get rolled up on. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought the offensive line as a whole, there were so many changes. That's the most adversity they've seen on the O-line. Since Whitworth, McVay got here. Whitworth yes. had to go out. Right. Yeah, you, you lose this guy. Jamon Brown gets back in. You can see the smile from behind. That's how happy he was to get back in the game. And he played like a big body. Played like he should. Throw your body around. But, I mean, to have guys that are ready to play that you can plug in and have Austin Bly slide over to the left and not miss a beat, I thought was amazing. Yeah, I'm glad glad you brought all that up because there was a sort of a lot of shuffling just going going on. on on that offensive line. And this was, I think, the first game all year that they've only had seven offensive linemen up. Yeah, on yeah. game day. Usually Brian Allen has also been up. I shouldn't say that. Since Jamon Brown got back, mm-hmm. it's the first game that they've only had seven offensive linemen up because when yeah. Jamon Brown was out, they would only have no Boom and Allen. You help. almost needed them all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it really, you did need yeah. them all yeah, because yeah. there was that sequence and Roger Saffold had already gone <laughs> out and we should say this too, that Saffold is expected to play this week Um, According to Sean McVay, he said that that knee injury is not going to be too serious. He should be able to play against San Francisco. Tape an Advil to it. (laughs) That's going to make it better? Yeah, on either side. Just tape two Advils to it, make it better. 
I think that you have to ingest the Advil. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a doctor, hey, but that's hey. I, I feel hey. like that, that's that's use Windex. That Didn't that work in a movie? What Windex works on everything. I think my big was fat some Greek like, wedding, right? Yeah. There was some like deer spray that they put on cups. No, we'll they, talk about that. That was outlawed. Yeah. Yeah, I know. For Ray Lewis. But <laughs> I know. That's, that, that's the point of what I was saying. Yeah. But uh, just to finish on this offensive line thing, it was interesting seeing that. Okay, Saffold mm-hmm. has to come out, and then you put Jamon Brown in. Mm-hmm. And I asked McVeigh about this because I wanted to be sure, but you can assume it, right? Yeah. You put uh, Jamon Brown next to Rob Havenstein on the right side. Because those two have established chemistry. Hello, neighbor. That's where, right. That's mm-hmm. where Jamon Brown has played the most. It's where he's the most comfortable mm-hmm. on, on this line. And then uh, Austin Black does such a good job mm-hmm. of having the position flex of right guard, center, left guard. Mm-hmm. You put him at left guard and you're fine. Right. And you know that you're fine. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, whenever you flop sides, and it's it's no shock, Denver ran an ET stunt, end first, tackle second, uh-huh. and got home when they slide, when you slid Blythe over. Now, with reps at left guard, when you can rep it and get your brain thinking that way, you'll pick those stunts up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the downside of having to slide over. Now, it only really happened once. For the most part, letter perfect. Yeah. But I think that really underscores the importance of a franchise quarterback, or at least defines what a franchise quarterback is. Meaning it what? doesn't matter what happens in front of him. Uh outside of him or behind him the offense still moves right that that is the very definition of a franchise guy right and i think if you if you can't really define your quarterback as that guy don't pay him no i, I yeah. would agree with you yeah you if, have if, to be able to do that if your quarterback needs x y and z just to be successful then why are you paying that guy all the money exactly yeah well the other thing about that was uh, there was that drive in the fourth quarter when Andrew Whitworth had to go out and it ended up being the deciding factor in the game, right? And it yeah, speaks yeah. to what you're saying. Yeah. You're still able to go down the field. You're still able to pick up third down conversions on a couple plays mm-hmm. in order to get yourself in position to have Cairo Santos kick that field goal and you go up uh, 23 to 13 at the time. Yeah, that was big. <laughs> so, yeah, because Whitworth yeah. missed five plays. Yeah, yeah, that and was no big. And no plume comes in. He's effective yeah. enough that they can get down the field. So. Again, it, it, it all goes back to this offensive line thing, mm-hmm. right? It, they always say it starts up front. Well, I think what you're saying is also true. The leadership from the quarterback oh, yeah. to make sure that everything is still going on the way it needs to when you go down the field and you can have those game-winning drives effectively, that, that makes it The special. standard is set. I mean, yeah. look, it should be I don't want to miss plays because this guy is leading us to the end zone. I want, and I want to be out there, not on the bench. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, but look, it's, it's great when you have guys that got a lot of work in the preseason. So, yes. maybe Sean McVay will change the league because all those young guys that usually you're nervous about, you're not. They played four straight preseason games as starters, most of them. Right. So going into a game is not going to be a shock for them. Run your offense. They know it. They repped it. Not only that, but because of the way the Rams practice Mm -hmm. with Andrew Whitworth, Mm -hmm. John Sullivan, getting those vet days at the beginning of the week to alleviate the stress on their bodies, these young guys get reps. Mm -hmm. We saw it last year, I think, especially with Austin Blythe. Right, right? right. He's practicing with Jared Goff. So if something happens... At center, yeah. he comes in, he's fine. True. I was just smiling. Uh, yeah, I know. You're just, like, uh, the expression on your face was yeah. like, I'm thinking of something. That's I, why I stopped talking. Because usually when we get on the plane, us, yeah, our group, right, we get right. on through the back. We do. We don't go through the players. This time I had to go through the players. And I got an image, or I got a shot when I walked in of Whitworth, Sullivan, and Saffold all up front sitting together. 
and I'm thinking, wow, I would hate to have those guys on my kangaroo court. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Oh my God, it's going to be hard. <laughs> no. So just think about Joseph Noteboom. Mm -hmm. You've got no chance in that room. You can't make a mistake. You'll right. never hear the end of it. So that's only going to help you become a better yes. player is what I was thinking. Wow, yes. sorry. Okay. That just made me laugh. Oh no. my God. And I think Sully is actually the ringleader. And Roger and, and Witt might be the enforcers. Hmm. Which is, that's, that's, that's just, that's scary. Interesting. Oh my God, that's scary. Yeah. I don't want to be hazed by them. Probably not. Oh, bring the donuts on time. You better bring them on and, time. And have the coffee at the right temperature. Oh, don't make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't make a mistake. I don't think Noteboom and Alan would ever answer the questions like on the record, but one day we should ask them off the record, like what is it like? If they ask you anything, your answer is always yes. Yeah. Trust me. Just make, make your rookie year go as smooth as possible. I feel like it's yeah. the same way for John Franklin Myers on, on the defensive end. In kind of. We're different, though. Okay. Yeah, we're offensive, What does that mean? Uh, offensive linemen are like, they travel in packs. They're a herd. It's oh, yeah. tribal. You, you know? You, you, don't, you get introduced yeah. at the same time at yeah. the game. Yeah, like, yeah. You, don't, you, all, you stay together, and then you run out as one. Other side, we're, we're a bunch of barbarians in the same colored jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a little bit different. Yeah. If you show weakness, we may eat you. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah O-line's a little bit different. I, they I protect their own. Yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, something that keeps coming up, and, and I want to discuss it a little bit, Sean McVay is continually very hard on himself. Good. When it comes to play calls. Yep. All right, so that you have just said it. Good. Mm -hmm. Why is it good? Because, I mean, he, look, he should be held to the same standard as the players. Right. I mean, players, when they make a good play, he's the first guy giving them a high five. When, when they make a mistake, he won't do it to us, but he's the first guy out there to let you know. Mm -hmm. Well, the standard should be the same for the, for the head coach. It should not change no matter who you are. I think that is excellent. That's the only way to push the envelope. That's the only way to get better in this business. Right. This is hard. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody has first rounders. Everybody has franchise quarterbacks or theoretically speaking, or great play, great players that make a lot of money. These guys get paid too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only way to win on game day is to out-prepare the other one. He should be the guy that's hard on himself. Right. Yeah. I'm glad he said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it should be a country club. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you've said, you know, there are standards and like it's the standard because mm -hmm. that's what I, it's on the walls in the facility over there mm -hmm. um, at Calhoun. And I even wrote it in here and I don't think you've seen my notes, but it says no. the standard is the standard. Right. And that's what he preaches. It's what he talks about. And so, you know, it's just like you said, he's always said that. I'm going to ask the players to look at themselves critically, so I need to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, is like, all right, you know, when you're looking at Sean McVay and he says after the games, you know, I, I think that I didn't do a good enough job. I put our team in poor spots, mm -hmm. especially when guys were, uh, um, people in the media were asking about pass protection. Mm -hmm. That's where he specifically was like, I think I made some bad decisions that put our guys yeah, yeah. in bad spots that ended up that made the sacks happen. Because right. when you get when team gets sacked or Jared Goff gets sacked five times in one game and he'd been sacked six times up to that point, there's an anomaly there. True, and me as a football, I would say lifer, a guy that's just loved the game, I would give you a break or a pass, a slight pass for getting sacked five times in Denver with those pass rushers. Yeah. If it's at home with no crowd noise, a little bit different. But up there, okay. In they're, those conditions, they're gonna get, it was tough to pass that. Von Miller is going to get heat. He gets heat on everybody. Chubb, I think, is great. 
Yeah. I do. I think he has a chance to be great. And Sean Ray coming off the bench, Shane Ray, is, yeah. is, is amazing. So they've got three good elite-level pass rushers. They're going to get to you if you have to hold the football. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I hope no one was surprised that Jared was sacked up there. No, I, but I think what McVay, and he went through all these different play calls, and you know we don't mm-hmm. have the technology to pull up sound bites or whatever, but I, what I got from what he was saying is there were certain situations where he, need, he felt like he needed to be more patient uh. in terms of the play calling and just sticking with the preparation that he already put in and sticking with it instead of, you know, getting impatient and trying to just, you know, make things happen <laughs> on the field when yeah. that's not necessarily what the game, the game's rhythm, yeah. or necessarily your, what your preparation has told you you should be doing. I- Right there with you, man. Um, I got so revved up in Atlanta once, I was seven yards up the field before I realized I was offsides, and everybody laughed. What? I mean, I, I just knew it was going to be on one. So he Ooh. said, hut, and I went. And I was seven yards up the field past <laughs> everybody before I realized I was offsides. So sometimes you just get <laughs> full you of get energy. Revved up you, you get revved want. up, and you just let it happen. And, you know, sometimes you make a big play. That's the addicting part. You think right. that you can always make that, but every now and then you, you get caught slipping. So you have right. to learn how to be smart. Yeah. yeah. And that, that comes with experience. It does come with yeah. experience. And, like, it's interesting because Sean McVay is only in his fourth year of calling plays mm-hmm. in the NFL. Second year as a head coach. Right. Yeah. And it's he, is, he pointed that out not as an excuse because there are sometimes, you know, in previous regimes that we have covered here on the show that – you would hear things where it's, well, you know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and we don't make excuses, but da 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 Right. It, when Sean McVay said, I'm in my fourth year doing this, so I need more experience, mm-hmm. he said that, I think, he put it in a way where it was like, when you think, that when you're young and you want to call plays, you always think, okay, I would do this, this, that, right? Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm in my fourth year, I'm still learning, and right. then when these things happen, I know how much I still have to learn. Of course. And to me, it doesn't, I wish I, I should have pulled up exactly what he said because it doesn't come off as an excuse to me. No, it's, no. And it's not even necessarily a reason. It's, I know I have to be better yeah. because of this. To me, I like it. If you're going to make mistakes being aggressive, I like that better than making mistakes being passive. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm afraid to make a mistake, so I'm going to run a conservative draw here. And you know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I like, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, mistakes yeah. that are aggressive mistakes because, like you said, every now and then you're going to hit those shots or you're going to hit a wave where you keep hitting those shots. Well, not Stay only aggressive. that, yeah. but, you know, you're not seeing those pass rushers every week. No. Right? No. And, like that, we talked about it on the pregame show. Like, there, this was – the toughest test so far for the Rams pass protection by far right yeah hands down because of the elite way that Von Miller rushes Mm -hmm. that we see Bradley Chubb is growing into this right like Shane Ray is somebody that's been around really you got lucky you've been lucky you had Melvin Ingram but you didn't have Bosa right you you had Hunter but you didn't have Everson Griffin Mm -hmm. so you've had one and not the other this time you had two and Plus. the third coming off the bench. Plus, yeah. Yeah, so this this is and you're up there with crowd noise. So you're you're if if every team had a Von Miller, great. Show me where all these people are coming from and let's go get one. 
Right. There's only one place you're going to find guys like that, and that's just up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. There is no pass rusher tree. If there was, I'd, I'd be right under it with a basket. I Come on in. I think everybody yeah. would be. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that that to me is just interesting. It's a, it's a part of the McVeigh philosophy, I mm-hmm. think. You know that. He's evolving as a play caller, yeah. But he still wants to be aggressive, and yeah. like that's another thing that he said. I don't. I'm not going to apologize for being aggressive. No, hell but no. It's, why should you? Right. It's just sticking to what the preparation tells you you should be doing, and, I some, would, and not yeah. being impatient when you're getting run. Like right. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, Rich Hammond of uh, the Southern California News Group tweeted mm-hmm. this during the game. He said that like. They're, the Rams have a lot of coaches with a lot of different functions, but maybe they need somebody with a sign pointed at Sean McVay saying, run the ball. <laughs> you know? But Is that like, what he said? That's good. Yes, it yeah. was pretty funny. But I think <coughs> sometimes, yes, that's true. Other times, no. Sean McVay yeah. knows what he's doing. He's taking the shot because he should, because it's going to be open because of this, that, and the third. In this particular game, yeah. the Rams were averaging over seven yards a carry throughout. Right? Killing them. Todd finished with 7.4 yards per carry. Yes. So when that happened, and, and the defensive players knew it. You know, I was talking to Robert Woods after the mm. game, and he was saying, man, you know, it's so funny when defensive guys are coming up to you, like, man, Todd's getting five yards a touch. Todd's getting five yards a touch. That means I get more rest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's good for us. So, it, no, no, no. I'm saying defensive players on the Broncos were saying Oh, he's getting, he's, oh, <laughs> they were saying Two, it? Yes. Oh, wow. Two yeah. Woods. White flag. In the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White exactly. flag. Exactly. So that's where... You, you sort of see those different yeah, things come into play. Yeah, that's a bad play. sign for their coaching staff. Well, Oof. but I I just think when it's that, yes, McVay, you, well, you, you got to – Yeah, I yeah. Just, there were – I, I keep going back and forth on no, this. No, no, I've been arguing this about should he have run the football. And let me just say this about head coaches. We're all seeing the same stuff. Even people at home pretty much are seeing the same stuff. But just remember, he's got a whole lot more information than we do mm-hmm. about – what feedback is he getting from his players and from the position coaches? As in, hey, I think I want to run that here. Coach, don't. We can't right now. Hold on. You have another play? Okay, we'll go with this. And look, he's not dialing up a play that's designed to get sacked. You're right. That's just the result that happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I, I get it. Hold up a sign and say run the football. It's not like he forgot to run the football, but you're not him. You don't have that headset on. It's easy for us to say this is what you should do in that situation. Right. But with the information he's getting, that's what he thought was the best play. Yeah. Now, the result, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's not what he wanted to have happen on that play. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it is still worth noting that Todd had 28 carries, right? It's mm-hmm. not like the Rams weren't running the football. Would no. you have liked to have run it more because they clearly could not stop it? Yeah, probably. But if you look at the team statistics, the Rams had 39 carries mm-hmm. in this game for 270 yards. Oh, yeah. right. So they crushed them. Yeah. Right. Again, 6.9 yards rushing. That's a pretty nice number. That's funny. You know, I'm debating somebody about whether or not the movie Venom is a good movie, right? I've just, heard that it's really not. Just, just with the layperson, right? And they oh. throw out word like, I thought the pacing was bad. Okay, you read that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pacing to the lay person like us, that means boring. Just say boring. Yeah. When you say pacing, okay, you're reading stuff. You read that off the internet. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie? No, I just read it. Okay. Well, then let's stop. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. 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 You don't have all the information enough to say, well, you should have run the ball there. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. No. I, I agree with you on that. Um, but one of the things that definitely affected this game, and I think the Rams are pretty lucky that it won't affect them further along in mm-hmm. this season, is Cooper Cup and that oh, injury, man. because boy, that that looked really bad. 
when it happened. Oh, yeah. And, you know. And it was Darian Stewart. Yeah. Of all people. Ah. <laughs> I know. You didn't find the irony in that? Just, wow. <laughs> <laughs> just, wow. I just, wow. I really had to stop talking for like two seconds and realize what just happened. Hmm. Yeah, Stewart, like, hogtied, not hogtied, but uh, what do you call that? Horse collared cup and hurt <laughs> wrong, him. Wrong animal. Yeah, wow. Just, just for a second, got me. But yeah, I mean, watching him go down, and then when he got carted off, I swear, if he was in pain, he didn't show it at all. Hmm. It, it looked like he just got off the bus, like something was wrong, let's go fix it, I'll come back. And sure enough, that's what he did. Yeah. Yeah, now you can't play like you want to play with an injury like that, so come out. But I thought going back out there after that, getting back out there was, that's pretty noteworthy in yeah. my opinion. Oh, yeah. I 100% yeah. agree because, I mean, when we're all looking at it, when a guy gets carted off, you, you start to think, man, that might be a season-ending injury. Mm-hmm. And so for him to, you know, stay as calm as he did, mm-hmm. stay even-keeled, and that's just who Cooper Cup is, mm-hmm. really even-keeled guy, um, then go in the locker room, you know, you get the test, you start working out on the bike, and Robert Woods was like, yeah, you know, we saw him on the bike, and we're like, whoa, okay. Yeah. All right, this is, this is good. So for him, I think, to come back in, that was awesome. Now he is said to be week to week, so that we'll see exactly what that means. Probably not going to play this week. Mm-hmm. That's why the Rams, they went out and they signed um, this guy Nick Williams, mm-hmm. who has basically spent his entire career with members of the 2013 Washington coaching staff. Awesome. So, like, he was there um, when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, Sean McVay, tight ends coach, and then Matt LaFleur um, was the quarterback's coach there, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, now, then he went to uh, Atlanta, followed Kyle Shanahan there in 2015, uh, was there through the 2017 season. So, yes, we know Shanahan was in San mm-hmm. Francisco last year, blah, blah, blah. But this year, uh, Nick Williams was with Tennessee for mm-hmm. a few weeks. So that's with Matt LaFleur, Rams former offensive coordinator. Um, and now he is in Los Angeles. So Wow. Yes. He did all that without looking at his notes. Thanks I, just for, to, I just had to let people know that. Thanks for letting them know. DeMarco, I just had to let. That was I awesome. Re- that was I, awesome. I can retain information. You sort can. Of. Right. I'll do it again. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't I'm kidding. think people need to hear me I'm say kidding. that twice. No, I mean, sometimes yeah. right place, right time. Um, you know, uh, somebody needs help immediately. Hey, look, can you do the job? Can you program this? Right. Can you work this machine? Absolutely. I did it before. Mm-hmm. Come on in. Right. Now, it doesn't mean like in football terms, he's going to see the football 10 times. Probably not. Probably not, but at least the you can be functional within the offense. You know the terminology. Exactly. When the play comes in, you know where to line up and you know what your assignment is. Exactly. That's great. <laughs> that's And yeah. that's why he's here because yeah. he has that familiarity with the system and he's been with people who are they basically have very similar playbooks yeah. to what Sean McVay is running here. You've been to a foreign country. Yes, I have. And when everyone around you is speaking a different language? It's really, it's disconcerting. And you have no idea what to do, when to pay. Like, you're at a McDonald's, and you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do I give you the money now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. different. But if you know what's happening, look, if you're football bilingual, it helps. It does. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know what? You say bilingual. It's interesting because Robert Woods now, for the last two weeks, has had to come in and basically play Cooper Cup's position mm-hmm. when Cooper Cup goes out. Now, McVay said that there, there is some position flex in terms of what is the game plan this week going to be for San Francisco. So it could be Robert Woods in that spot. It also, maybe you see Brandon Cooks go in there a little bit. Maybe this Nick Williams guy comes in, he plays a couple snaps. I don't know. But I think just from that standpoint, Robert Woods has been able to switch positions in the middle of a game seamlessly. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think we're saying enough about how valuable Robert Woods is. Okay, then I'll say it. Isn't that what we want number one receivers to do or be able to do? Okay. Well, everyone always says, well, can he be a number one? I think you're seeing it. Uh, now, now, who cares how he got there? Right. You know, this guy got hurt, this guy got hurt, and he became the only option. But you're seeing him become the number one guy, and he has the ability to be the number one guy. If that was the offense, right? say he wasn't here, he was someplace else where it was just him and the quarterback, like up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing that you can have success with him being your one option. I, no, I think that answers agreed. questions. Yeah, agreed. Right. Um, and that's something Jared Goff has talked about just his chemistry, his natural chemistry, really with mm -hmm. Robert Woods, basically since Robert Woods got here. Mm -hmm. Now I'm talking like the 2017 offseason. And I remember yeah. going up uh, to Nevada where Jared Goff was having his his like, kids camp, you know, mm -hmm. how players do that. But this was in the offseason before training camp even started. And he said, man, I, I just feel like Robert Woods is going to be that really consistent guy yeah. that I can just look to. I feel so yeah. comfortable with him already. And we've seen that come through for <laughs> a season plus now. That's called football love. <laughs> There's a connection there, right? Yeah. Did you ever like, played football, like throwing football around with kids? Me, like not as a 20-year-old. Oh, just my 20s. doing a lot of camps, right? So you're okay, throwing yeah, the football yeah, yeah, with yeah. kids, and they're catching, they're having a great time, right? And every now and then you get this one kid that just stands out. Yeah. You throw him a little one, you know, like a little instructional league pass, uh -huh. and he snatches it and looks at you like. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Right? So you go around the room, and you come back to him, throw a little sm more smoke at him. Brings that back. That's throws it. Throws it back to you like, <laughs> that's all you got? Go around the room again. Okay, let me throw you one up here and see what you do. And he snags it without. Blinking. Right. This kid's a natural. Same thing with Rob. Wherever you throw it, he's going to get it. He and can stab it from just about anywhere. He can, and it doesn't matter if he knows he's going to get popped or not. Yeah. He just... It, it seems like, like wherever he comes out of his break, right, he can feel where the defender is and pretty much kind of tell where Jared's going to put it. You, you know? Yes. And there it is, or there it is, or there it is, based on the route. They don't miss. Right. For, for the most part. They Every don't. quarterback misses, but I mean... They don't miss for the most part. And I, if Jarrett puts it here, well, he put it there for a reason. I'll get it here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the stuff you can't teach. It, it is. And it, it's really good to see. So, so far, Robert Woods leads the Rams with 36 receptions for 524 yards this year. He's awesome. the leader in both of those categories, categories I should say. Good. On, on the team. So, I think, it, as you say, like, he is growing into that number one spot. I, you know, he's... They, somebody, I think it was J.B. Long, and it, it took me a minute, and I bumped my head like I wish I had a V8. They compared <laughs> his numbers to Isaac Bruce. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. It does remind me of Isaac. Just that consistency. Just that consistency, and it's very quiet. Hmm. It's just, I'm going about my business killing you. This is what I'm going to do, and there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And I'm going to be nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just say I'm not going to be mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's very businesslike. I, I just love their approaches. They are right. Yeah. I, I think Rob might be a little more personable than Isaac. Okay, fair. But on the field, like it's the same stuff. It's hmm. You're right. That just bunk. It does remind me of 80. I wish I had a V8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before we get to the defense, I do want to tell you guys about my favorite headphones, Bose, the Los Angeles Rams. Get ready for game day with the powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35 headphones. Two, you can learn more at www.bose.com backslash Rams. Bose, the official headphones of the Los Angeles Rams. I was promised headphones that were supposed to be right here. You stole my headphones. Probably. I know you did. 
It's because they're my favorite headphones, I will man. get them back. But you talk about guys who are quiet, think yeah. quiet, you know, go about their business silently. That's Bose headphones, man. Look at you. Yeah, that <laughs> is Bose headphones. Um, speaking of somebody else yeah. who goes about their business quietly, um, Greg Zerline. Uh, is he ready? At this point, he is expected back. Now, Sean McVay has not said that mm -hmm. um, directly to the media, but he did say, uh, well, but I shouldn't say this. No, he said there was there's a chance that he's going to be back on Monday. Tuesday, the Rams cut Cairo Santos in order to sign Nick Williams. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a pretty clear indication that Greg Zerline is going to be back. But again, I, w I would like to hedge just because we were saying we were recording this before Sean McVay's Wednesday you never press know. conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you don't know. Right. However, I think that just because of the way you know Sean McVay was complimenting Cairo Santos, basically said Santos had two game-winning kicks right mm -hmm. in the last two weeks. So. That's good, you know, five of six on field goals, five of six on those extra points, um, was, did the job that he needed to mm -hmm. do. So now it seems like the Rams will have Greg Zerline back and that's huge. You're on the journey, uh, the other two guys, but I mean, look, having Z back is, uh, he's one of the best, he's one of the tops. And not just for field goal accuracy or, or distance, kickoffs. I it's, mean, he, Santos did a great job up in Denver. I yeah, mean, there, up in Denver, he did do. A there, good job. there weren't returns. I mean, that's great. I mean, but I think Z could do that from anywhere. Yep. In any weather. Yep. I mean, he could just bang it out of the back of the end zone almost at will. So, if he's ready to go, I hope you have that version of him on the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it just it just takes so much away from the other side. It does, and I think that's part of why they had Santos in, mm -hmm. so that you don't have to rush Greg Zerline mm -hmm. back. Because when you want him back, you want him right. Right, right. You want him to be able to go out. You want to say, all right, you know what? We we're we're at we're ba we're barely at your range. Mm -hmm. It's 53, but we yeah. know that you're going to go out and you're going to nail it. I would. Wouldn't it be nice if this Sunday all he had to do was go out and kick? Se well, you can't really just kick seven extra points. You have to kick off too. Yeah. So, <laughs> never mind. Just play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you, he's playing, you want to yeah, be yeah. right. But you know what's funny too. The Johnny Hecker, we think we keep talking about him probably being bored on the sidelines. You know, he punted the most times he's punted all year last yeah. game, three. And cool. <laughs> I mean, cool. And it was up there. You know, I always wanted to see Johnny Hecker up there. And the altitude? Yeah. 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 And I, I did. I got the show I thought I would get in warm-ups hmm. when he was just letting it go. And yeah. just, good Lord. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Good Lord. This thing's leaving the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's nice that Johnny Hecker is basically holder Johnny Hecker instead of puncher Johnny like Hecker. Like it, but I, I don't think you can – that's one thing you can never say about Johnny Hecker, that he was bored. He's, he's always, never he's bored. Yeah, he's do. always – he's entertaining and entertaining himself, yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, always. All right, right. Uh, let's turn it to the defense um, because the run yeah. defense, we, we knew it was going to be a big deal coming mm -hmm. into this game, and they did get it corrected. Hello, Michael Brockers. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, you know, look, I, I, when he plays – all out and and plays with with passion and with a purpose like uh saw him getting off the bus in denver and he d he wasn't speaking okay yeah he was walking alone wasn't speaking and went well i don't know where he went but he was just quiet and then on game day uh same thing he was off to himself uh getting ready to go on the field so i'm like okay he is zoned in today and mm. sure enough look he's making every play against the run right that's the michael brockers you need to show up every single sunday Three and a half yards a carry, mm -hmm. uh, Denver averaged. Coming into that game, they were averaging 5.6 yards per carry, I mm -hmm. want to say. So that, to me, speaks to, okay, you're playing gap sound defense, which is exactly what you need to do. No doubt. I, every, I, I, it, it's amazing what happens when you play it right. 
It, it is on defense <laughs> when when everyone's on the same page and no one's trying to I guess make the first play or get their name in the paper or let me get a tackle for loss so I can show you this new stanky leg dance. <laughs> no, play defense. Right. Uh, the running back will choose who he wants to bring him down. Right. If you're all doing it right, and that's right. what it looked like in Denver. Let me ask you this. So, and nope. Sue, what are you doing? Dropping over there, everything. Man? Yep. Go ahead. Fumble. I recovered. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Big so Sue. It's not. It's not a turnover. Right. Fumble. Uh, Sue. Mm-hmm. Let me call timeout and get my thoughts. That's right. all right. Okay. So Dominican Sue said last week uh, when we were talking to him at his locker, he's basically he called I bet you the were run three yards away. <laughs> always. He called the run defense terrible. He said our terrible run defense over blah 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 weeks. When that happens, is that something that's that really resonates? Okay, because let me, it's him. Let me ask you a question. He says it's terrible. Who's going to challenge him? Okay, yeah. If he says it's terrible, great. I love hearing that from him. Okay. Because he's right. They need to get that fixed. Right. And that's, I think, that's that's the message he sent out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got it fixed. Um, meaning, we're not terrible. We just played it terribly. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And so that's... let's all fix this blank right now. Mm-hmm. And they did. Yeah. yeah. They, they, and I think that's just the point he was making was that it's not that we are terrible players. Mm-mm. It's that we are not doing this right. Right. And so I, I but I thought I would ask you that. All right. Sorry, everybody. So Miles that was an, that was an interesting thing that just happened. The power went out. Whew. If you're listening to this, it probably doesn't matter to you. But if you're watching it, maybe you saw that all the lights went out on the on the screen. Anyway, yeah. run defense got Here comes corrected. the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I know. <laughs> what happened in the Super Bowl? The lights went out? Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Here come the Ravens! There wow. was a Beyonce concert, apparently, yeah. that was going on wow. outside uh, the studio. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we talked about run defense, pass defense. Mm-hmm. This stuff is something that I don't know if it's concerning or what it is, but the Rams have now given up a bunch of long pass plays. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, three pass plays of over 40 yards last week. They were picking on Troy Hill. Like that's mm-hmm. the, it just is what it is, and you know Keenum made some pretty accurate throws on some of those <laughs> on some of those plays. What? Why are you laughing? Nothing. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I don't get to make that comment, and then you start laughing, and then like the Nothing. audience needs to know Nothing. why you're laughing. No, nope, you're not nope. going to get the reference. You're you're going to miss the reference. You're I gonna might call miss it, the reference, but that doesn't mean our audience will. You'll call it a Demarcoism. I like Demarcoism. Okay. Do you know what the A team is? Yeah, the was, TV show. I've, I've heard of it. The, the the vehicle that made Mr. T, Mr. T. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. Mr. T is. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. That guy. Okay, so mid '80s TV show, right? Okay, yeah. Um, just it it's it's it was different than it is now. So basically, you can have a gunfight, a thousand rounds fired, and nobody gets hit. So when you said Case Keenum was accurate, I was like, as accurate as the A team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I thought. Okay, so every, every now and then, somebody would get shot and it would be the entire show. I think that was some of those accurate throws. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying, is that <laughs> those throws right. that he made, right. like the one to Thomas down the, excuse me, especially the one to Sanders, that looked like it went for a touchdown. Oh, the like, one that got called back. Yes, yeah, and yeah. then got called back, right. and then you had the taunting penalty. Down at the one and then got moved back. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like that. Was an accurate throw. It it was. He got it out in front. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he got it out there. He got it out in front. Um, he made one to Demarius Thomas. Same thing. He got it out as far as he could, and right. you know Demarius had to slow down for it, but he still caught it. Okay. It was a, it, it's an it's an explosive play. So, uh, and I'm just trying to be funny, but 
Look, if, if guys like Case Keenum will pick on you and have success, what do you think Rodgers is going to do? Right. So you, you have well, to get that fixed. Even, you have to get that sewed up. Even C.J. Beathard coming up. Right. Uh, like you saw on Monday Night Football this week, he throws a bomb down the field to Marquise Goodwin in the mm-hmm. middle of the field. They get 60, a 67-yard touchdown. So right. those are things that I'm, I agree with you. They have to get corrected. Yes. Now, so what I'm noticing is that in early downs, the Rams mm-hmm. are playing Troy Hill at outside corner, mm-hmm. and then basically there's kind of a line change when it gets to that known passing situation, and you get Sam Shields coming in mm-hmm. at outside corner. Mm-hmm. Am I off on that? I, I think you're dead on. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, but I think part of it is because Troy Hill has done a pretty good job in stopping mm-hmm. the run, stopping those short game passes. Mm-hmm. But where it's now sort of maybe biting things a little bit is mm-hmm. when you get those deeper passes on the outside. No doubt. And we, one of our, who's our favorite coach on the football team? Ted Rath? Uh, coach Pleasant. Oh. Aubrey Pleasant. You know what his middle name is right now? Effing? Not so. Coach oh. Not So Pleasant. Oh. Uh, look, he is the guy that... I really messed up that entire I know. Bit. It's okay. I'm sorry. He's, <laughs> he, he is trying like heck to get that all sewed up in the backfield, in the, in the secondary. Yeah. But... Another thing, like Jared Goff and franchise quarterbacks, I think you now understand how good Tlaib is mm. because this is what you have to do with different guys to make up for what one guy is doing. Right. That, that's what he does for this defense and what he can do, and that's why you need to have him back. But, you know, I don't know if it's if, – if you need to make a switch at corner or what have you, but you just can't have quarterbacks dropping back and picking on one guy and having success. Mm-hmm. Eventually – at some point, you're going to run into problems. You, you almost did in Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. And I think that could come this week against the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. because of the way Kyle Shanahan can scheme offense so well. Yeah. You know, these guys, in terms of Shanahan and Sean McVay, they basically grew up around the same stuff. You no know? doubt. And no doubt. they have come up through the same systems uh, well, with – the the addition for McVeigh of the Gruden system, mm-hmm. you know, but this is still West Coast offense, oh. everything, you know. I'm watching tape or video. I can't say tape anymore because tape doesn't exist. It's video. We call it, we can still call it tape. Nope, it's video now. See, so if I say watching, tape, you'll call me old. You're watching digital video on your uh Got to be tablet. accurate, right? See, can't let them have it. Yeah. But I'm watching video and I'm watching Brita mm-hmm. and, and Yuschik, the yeah. fullback. I'm watching these guys do their damage. And for a second, it looked like Craig and Rathman wow. from way back. It, huh. It's like the same stuff because Juszczyk is he's, he's a human Swiss Army knife. He is. Yeah, he, he can do so much out there with him. He's not just a fullback. And Breida, man, he's, he's a light cycle of a running back. Mm. You ever seen Tron, the old movie Tron? No. It was light cycles, just the way that he can cut. It looks computer generated. Okay. Those two guys together are absolutely dangerous. Right. Yeah, so I, I agree with you. With Shanahan's offense, with those two guys, they can just create so many mismatches. What's funny about check? so quick Glory Days segment here mm-hmm. from me. Um, when I was in school at Columbia, I covered the football team. So mm-hmm. check went to Harvard. He's one of those guys. Mm-hmm. So there was a game that Columbia lost to Harvard 69 to nothing, mm-hmm. in which check I think, had three or four touchdowns. He was a monster. Yeah. And he still is one in the league. I mean, how many fullbacks would you throw a screen to? Not many. Except him. Yeah. Yeah, and he can go out on routes. He's, he creates mismatches that you didn't know were mismatches mm-hmm. until after the ball's gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this will be like another good, stiff test for this defense. And it's not just physical, not just getting in a phone booth. 
it tests you above the neck. Right. Yeah, just it's, test your preparation. It, it, it's interesting because you see, and this goes back to what we were saying before, the Shanahan-McVay offenses are very similar, and you're seeing a lot, to me at least, of the same concepts mm -hmm. that the Rams run with uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. However, they're just in different personnel groupings. No doubt. So you're seeing more 21 from them, particularly because of use checks. So Is it 21? I, I don't know I don't what know. I, call it. I, it is 21, but right. with use what is it really? Okay, fair. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what I mean. It's it's 21 because he's listed as a, as a fullback, but he's going to move and line up outside the numbers and actually run a route. Yeah. That Bethard is throwing to. Right. Yeah, so I call it 21 if you want. Right. Yeah. But that's the interesting thing, right? They, you, we always talk about with McVay the illusion of complexity. Mm -hmm. I think the San Francisco 49ers are doing some of the same stuff. No doubt. Absolutely. I, I think they're the masters of the mid-range game until Green Bay. When they finally got one behind the defense, I think that was the first time in three or four weeks or since um, Garoppolo went down that they've actually got behind the defense. Most of it has been mid-range. Right. And yeah. I think part of that, though, is because Goodwin came back and he was really healthy. Yeah. Yeah. So because he missed that. He missed one game um, in week five, but he had injured his uh, hamstring, I think, I want to say in week one, missed a game and then had come back. But well, and they really got healthy. Brita back. He yeah. means so much to that offense, just like Todd. He, You have to collapse on him to stop the run, mm -hmm. which opens everything else up. Right. Yeah. Their their problem though right now, especially offensively, is turnovers. Oh, They're yeah. minus eleven in the turnover margin, which is the worst in the league right now. But they have so many giveaways. They lead the league with fourteen, eight picks, six fumbles, multiple giveaways in four games, including each of the last three. And those three are the ones that C.J. Beathard has started. He's so. a he's a backup. I yeah. mean, look, backup quarterbacks are going to struggle. They don't take all the reps and. They're backups for reasons. Right. So every now and then he gets one tipped or it's a bad ball. It gets picked. Uh, the other ones where you can say, well, you've just got to be better are the strip sacks. And I think before Green Bay, the offense was on the field twice with a chance to either win it or get back in it yeah. with the last drive. And it got stripped out or a takeaway and it caused them to lose. Right. Um, so I was expecting a better effort against Green Bay, like a renewed effort. And they did. They went out and played their butt off, came up short, but the offense played better. Well, because, I mean, you get that all-time great performance from Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. That's, sometimes it's just the way it is, you Yeah. Know? Remember when we used to live off those, those moral victories? At least we made Rodgers work for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah I like this. I like this I, I like better. this way better, too. Yeah. I definitely like this way better. But the reason their turnover margin is so bad is because they only have three takeaways on the season as mm -hmm. well. So that's something that they obviously want to do yeah. in order to get better, in order to give their offense more opportunities. But they only have one interception and two four fumbles that they've recovered. No, so you, yeah. you got it. You, this is a team where you have to play clean. You know, I, I like their defense. Um, they don't have a bunch of household names, but I tell you, they all look good off the bus. They're mm -hmm. big, they're long. Yeah. I mean, guys like Foster, yeah. Armstead, Buckner. If Garoppolo didn't get hurt, I, I can see the way that team was going to be built. They're built similar to here, mm -hmm. an offense that can score with a defense that's long and athletic, that yeah. can make plays. Yes. Yeah. Now, they're being taxed on defense because of the, the turnovers on offense. It happens. How much does, like, losing the way they lost, how would, much would that affect them mentally, especially because it's on a Monday night game and you got to fly halfway across the country to get home? Uh, I, I'm trying to – how can I describe this to you? How dissatisfying, how it just you, – your guts are ripped out. The Sopranos ending, the way that whole series ended – Remember how, how you felt when the screen went black? I've never watched The Sopranos. <laughs>
<laughs> it's on my list, and uh, yeah, I've heard how it ends, that the screen just goes black, but you know. Are you human? <laughs> Are Listen, you from this planet? Okay, uh, when I was growing up, The Sopranos was on. So I, yeah. I re vividly remember my mom being like on Sunday nights, like right before it was 9 o'clock, you need to go to bed so I can watch The Sopranos. Okay, something I know you know, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, Okay, yes. so imagine being invested from season one all the way through the finale. I'm and right yeah. when they, do they still do the key in the door to see who gets yes, the restaurant? Yes, okay, yes, right yes. when they get there, the screen, screen goes black. Oh. Imagine how you would, right, now, oh. three, three straight weeks of that. Oh. That's, yes, that would get to you mentally. Okay. As a football team. And, yeah. but it's, I, I will give Kyle Shanahan credit, though, because these game plans, they're still going out. They still mm -hmm. have chances to win. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And the, because, especially because this is a division game, I expect this one to be pretty tough for the Rams. I, I like them because no matter what happens, they go right back to work. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to so be a good game. It's going to be a good game for sure. All right, uh, everybody, this game is not on Sunday Night Football anymore. This one got flexed out, so that means we're going to get home at a decent time on Sunday. I'm not mad about that. Being the third straight week on the road, but we hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Horns. Kickoff on Sunday is at 125 on CBS. We will see you on the field from Levi's Stadium, probably about 1245 there for Rams pregame live. We'll see you then. Enjoy the game. Rabbit, do you know